Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jenny Ambrose, founder and CEO of design science and strategy company Pure Fantastico, crafting solutions with enthusiastic success and tangible results. Hey, Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure it is to be here. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, hey, can you expand on that fantastico introduction? I can. More about who you are, what you do, and the kind of people that you serve. So I am a weirdo polymath extraordinaire. Just throw that out there right away. I have a background in anthropology and graphic design. And for me, learning... Um, in those two avenues, it became very clear that design is a language. We have the culture that makes the stories and the rituals and the holidays, and then it only makes sense that those cultures and rituals and stories would be communicated to reflect back that culture. And that's how Puree Fantastico began. And I like to say, I use design as a language. I offer visual, verbal, and strategic solutions and their brands, websites, commercials, packaging, children's books. And when I say tangible results, I mean I've taken businesses from 5 million to 500 million in revenue. I've boosted a top tier art schools enrollment from 33 to 77%. And my small businesses can boast five to 15 times an increase in income. Well, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Who doesn't want that, right? I know, right? Like, that's why I'm still here. Love that. So with, with the clients that come through to you, yeah, how do they find you? And uh, what kind of state are, are they in when they do reach out to you? You know, it's, it's a wide range. I say I don't really do demographics. What I do is psychographics, which is the emotion and energy in an individual. Mm. Um, so it, it's usually I'm not representing myself fully I feel I should be X, but inside I feel Y. Um, Everyone else is doing X, but I feel Y. And I found you, Jenny, and I knew you were the person to help me. Because Mm. I'm very much a, this is the way that it speaks to me. That's fine that it speaks to you that way, but this is the way that I'm going to handle it. And when you have that confidence for as long as I've had it, um, it really resonates across a wide range of people, all trying mm. to just express themselves or represent their businesses in a way that feels truthful to them. So what can you help to bring 
those clients, those people, thanks to the confidence that you have in yourself, your methodology, what you actually bring, what does it do for them? It's freeing. It's both the most freeing and grounding experience. And it is Mm -hmm. such a gift to witness someone saying, wow, I've never seen myself represented so truthfully or it's like you read my mind it's like no I just listened to you and gave you options that you wanted to see based on what we talked about it's Mm -hmm. not it's never my job to talk someone into let's say a branding direction or a website layout like that's irrelevant what it needs to be is what you need it to do what you need it to be and my job is to show you what is possible but it's also that relationship between what they want it to be, but also what what their clients want. There is that there's a very much a, a a synergy between getting the right balance of of this, right? I mean, yes, but I found that when you, I mean, look, we're obviously not talking about extremes. We're not talking about harming individuals. We're talking about I'll use a therapist, for example. A therapist I worked with really wanted to help um, men in the LGBTQ area uh, community. Um, He spoke English and Spanish, and that's who he wanted to help. Bilingual men in the LGBTQIA community. And he was in Indiana. And so he was like, this is the way I want to approach it. This is the language I'd like to use. Mm -hmm. And it became such a clear beacon to the people he wanted to reach. So it's it's sort of like, yes, there is a balance, but when you use energy in order to communicate, the balance sort of sorts itself out naturally and mm-hmm. you repel the people that you're wrong for and you naturally attract the people that you're right for. So it, it feels effortless. Um, I say it's the most sustainable way to brand yourself because you're not forcing anything. You're recognizing it bringing it to a physical form where other people can recognize it. And you're like, yes, that's me. That's what we're doing. And people are like, yes, that's what we want. And that becomes the conversation. So is, is this where the, the ease and the flow comes into play where we can spend so much on trying to get our message and write what we're doing and who is serving and what's going on. But is it is your job really to help things just naturally open up with, oh, it it was there all along. I get it now. I see it. That feels more me rather than push through. Is that is that part of what you do? That is part of what I do. So my process is two things, questions, inspiration. And in that way, I get into the mind and heart of the clients that I'm working with. Because through the questions, they're sharing their vision, they're sharing what they want, they're sharing where they've gone, Mm -hmm. they're sharing anybody else who does it right, they're the ones that are doing it right. But you see what they think of as right. With the inspiration, I then get the visual or verbal um, translations of what they think is correct. And then I say, oh, this is so easy. This is so easy to translate it because that's my training. My training is design. And I don't believe you can design without this empathetic piece. Mm -hmm. That's the difference between design and art. Art is self-expression. 
design is communication, intentional communication. With so purpose. When I started, I can't tell you how many times I would be highlighting through their answers, like this is in her copy. This is in the strategy. Oh my God, the branding opportunity. And they take it for granted. Take it for granted. This this is too easy. This must not be the right way. And it so took, what, what, sorry, just back up. What do you mean they take it for granted? That it, it, it came too easily? Everything. People take every single thing about themselves for granted. If it is easy for me, I assume it is easy for you. I assume you also have this. Not so, little baby. It is easy for you because that is one of your gifts. And so it's my job to shine a light and a mirror and be like, this is what we could bring to this table. I was talking with someone uh, this week and she said, my gifts for this season are, and she was a potential client. And I'm like, stop, 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 stop. Uh, The gifts of this season madam and she didn't even realize those words came out of her mouth yeah it took me recognizing it and being like i love this saying i'm gonna use this saying as a grace expander for me because i don't always have the same gifts each season um but she was like i said that i said those words and it was real time someone was taking themselves for granted Mm. So my job is to seek out the opportunities that are presented in the information provided to me and saying, here's what we can expand upon. Here's what we can grow. Here's the concept in what you just said. And then people feel smarter. They feel more talented. And it's like, they were there all along. That's who they are. And you and listened so- and you heard and you they were part of the process. I think that's an important thing. For it's an important connection for them, Ramdi. You you wrote this. You did all this work. Is that no? I it came from me. Yep, that's what I'm feeling yep. here. Well, that's yes. your business, you know, and and that could be like that's your business, but it is. It's if you have a business, you are a small business owner. The business is such a part of who you are. It's an intrinsic piece, so mm-hmm. it only makes sense that you would be contributing to that. And if you feel there's this external judgment of should, you're, it's going to be harder to access those natural inclinations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Katie loves saying this. Stop shooting all over yourself. Completely. Completely. True, right? Yeah. Don't but shoot all over yourself. We, it is so easy to, to do that. Look, yep. your process with your clients, it is fantastic. Um I love the synergy with what what you do and what we do because to be able to listen to your clients and they pick out the words because words matter. From our point of view, it's more picking out the contradictions that people say with what they want to do and what they actually do. It's the patterns that keep coming up, the words, the buts, the I knows that hold people back. So it sounds like you're in one area where you're bringing out, you're just, what did you say? You said it's, inspiration it's questions and inspiration to be able to find that eke that out with our angle it's the questions and ideals that allow the internal pondering of the situation to break those patterns to change those contradictions so that you can move forward i love the methodology it's beautiful thank you thank you i sometimes there are contradictions um and i am way too sassy i've got to point them out but in in term, oh, okay. So a lot of times I'll have 
what looks to them like a contradiction or a complete disconnect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. They exist as a whole because you are a whole. You are not like a clump of hair over there and a left pinky over there. No, you are an entire being and your entire being is going to include disconnects. But they're not disconnected. You have found the connection in you. So many people look at me and like, anthropology, graphic design, those two pieces don't work. But they do. They very much do. We just don't have the common acceptance of what those commonalities are. The Venn diagram makes sense to me. And so I bring that to the table. If Mm. someone wants a pastel party princess brand, but they also like goth and Wednesday Adams, and it's like, okay, so maybe you have a persona that you bring out for social media and you brand it and you claim it and that's your sassy personality and you read people. And then you have your party personality who's very nice and Glinda the Good Witch, whatever it is. There's always an opportunity to make that work. Always. Love that. Nice. So let's let's take a step away from the, the business for now. So let's understand a bit more about you. Let's understand because with this process, it Good sounds luck. like a lot of <laughs> lot of self, a lot of don't be scared. There's a lot of self-knowledge here. You understand yourself. We were talking offline about you know the, the challenges that you've had and that you, you do have. And it's understanding that even though we all have these systems and methodologies that we are all still going through struggles, challenges that other people may not see. And part of this podcast is to really shine a light to say, hey, yeah, we're still going through it. It's cool. It's okay. It's not cool. It's horrendous. But I'm sharing a story. Here's what we're doing about it. Here's where I'm struggling. Here's where I'm not doing anything about it. Now, that makes for a great conversation. So yeah, let's start there. What, growth um, is growthy, okay? Like, growth we is growthy. Not, yeah, growth is growthy. So when I'm going through something um, now in my adult life, I like to remember that I have no recollection of what it felt like to be born, of no recollection of what it felt like to roll over and to learn to crawl and to bump into stuff and fall on my butt. I just remember dancing, walking, and running. So we have these growth patterns that were challenging at the time, and then we forget about that, and they just kind of happen. So I like to use logic as a guardrail through anything that I'm going through at infinitum. Nope, did not know how to cha-cha coming out of my mom. So we learned that. We can learn this. I, (laughs) I am someone who has felt out of place my entire life. Okay. Entire life. Um, drawing, wriggling out of my crib to draw when I was 18 months old, Mm. sewing dolls at six, winning a statewide art competition at six, found myself in math competitions, reading competitions, science competitions. So loved a lot, um, smart, creative, but too smart for the creative group, too creative for the science and math group Mm -hmm. and just was like well i'm gonna turn my parents basement into my art studio and take it that way and that's how i did i had a couple of friends but really chose to spend time on my own and Mm. create and write and that's the life i have now 
if I may just take that because you felt out of place. So yes. if you can pluck that out of that phase of your life and pluck it into now, because that must fuel decisions, thoughts, emotions that you go through on a, on a daily basis. What is that like to have that to still be working with from a, from a positive, but also a, a negative point of view? Well, it's very freeing. So because I've not felt I've, because I've not had a place, it's mm -hmm. sort of like, I am my place. And as long as I am happy where I'm at, then I have found my place. And right now it is New York and that feels really good. And I felt acceptance and welcoming in a place where people are like welcoming people smile. I'm like, yeah, they do at me. And I smile back. Like it's a very, um, joyful place that I'm in and I'm in Manhattan mm. but I don't have the oh I need to think about this school for my children or my family needs me to be close no I don't have that so I could choose to look at the negative aspects of oh I don't have that mm. or the positive aspects is like well you don't have that so you can be wherever you want where do you want to be who do you want to be and I choose the me that makes me the most proud. I choose the me that makes me the most happy. So my decisions are very easy. I only have me. So that is a beautiful way to look at what you choose to focus on, where yep. your attention goes. Um, you're saying you live in New York. One person's perception is it's unfriendly, it's busy, it's hustly, it's all this stuff. And if you want to see that, boy, you're going to see it. You've yep. chosen, and I guess sometimes it's it's easier than others, but you've chosen to be, no, it's friendly, it's beautiful. And I choose to see that. And you will see that wherever you go, right? And I cultivate it. So I moved here after a really traumatic divorce. And I had been, I'm from North Jersey, um, but I lived in Los Angeles and I lived in Florida. My ex-husband is from Florida. And when we divorced, it's like, I'm only going back to New York. There is only that choice. I don't have a job to think about in terms of like what neighborhood I live in. Um, don't have children. Friends exist, but we're all in our late thirties. So whatever, we'll see each other when we see each other. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's truthful, like no harm, no, no uh, insult whatsoever. And I said, you it's know, a different time of life, right? And I'm compassionate, not judgmental. It's, I just prefer to be honest. So when I was planning, I'm like, you know what? I need nature and I need kind people. You know where I'm going. I know who I am. So make that happen, God, like make that happen. Hmm. And I got my apartment on the road, signed my lease on my phone in a hotel room, sight unseen in a neighborhood I had never been to. But I was like, you know what? This is going to work out for me. I know, I know, I know. And I live near, and when I say near, I live a five minute walk from the only primordial forest left in Manhattan, six parks, and the kindest, most warm human beings I have ever met in my life. So is New York friendly? For me, yes, because I chose to attach myself to that energy. New York is busy. New York is filled with jerks. New York is filled with super superficial people. But New York is also filled with creative people 
and families and people who just want to live and like feed the stray cats. And I've met neighbors bonding over these stray cats. Mm. So it has so enough where your you bubble, can find. your yeah. life there, what you choose to see, what your your mental filter yep. does see, what it filters out, the negative that you don't want to see. You get to choose that and you've cultivated that for what sounds like an awful long time. Yep. And I could be, I mean, listen, if if I shared my entire story, people would be like, oh, it would be very, very depressing. But for me, it's like, yes, well, you don't go to the gym and lift a feather for your bomb gains. You go when you put yourself under resistance, under stress for a short amount of time for a benefit. Mm-hmm. That's how I've chosen to work with my life. Oh, let's look at that then, because sure. uh, let's let's move forward. Because you said you've got these different phases of your life, the different yes. growth is <laughs> growing. I love that. Anyway, I mean, um, what I mean is, uh, let's go into where you are right now. So a small bit of stress helps you grow. Muscle well, I'm, I'm adult level. So now we've got massive amounts of stress that I've just been, uh, my resistance has needed more resistance. So where is your stress right now that you know that is going to benefit gains later on, but right now you're, you're actually in the stress part of it. So uh, I would say from October to current money has been non-existent Mm. late on rent. I am late on rent and I am very grateful that my landlord is patient with me. Um, And so in that time I chose to pivot because I've not been in this situation for seven years where I've not been able to pay my bills. Uh, Nothing has changed. Still me, still succeeding. But um, funding fell through or people stopped responding or it felt like I was dumping every effort into a black hole. So I thought, okay, what can I do? What am I able to do that will at least move me forward? And Mm. that answer was to pivot this research project I've been working on um, to software. And I've been working on it since 2008. And, whoo, okay, so it nothing like it exists on the market. And it takes my methodology and applies it to an interactive experience where you can understand how to use design as a language. Mm-hmm. Because there's YouTube lectures, there's blogs, there's books, but that's not efficient. What's efficient is someone being curiosity led through the messaging, through the experience in a way that is not uh, cruel or rude, but the way that I, I think things naturally. So I wrote a 450,000 word database, designed my own software, designed the prototype, hired a developer, and was finishing entering the data where I'm like, I think actually I could do this for people. And he said, yeah, I've been waiting for you to get to this mindset the whole time. Uh, and that was, that, that's been a brain stretch. Yeah. To even think about talking about software, uh, uh, market shares and investment pitches and just completely out of my depth. But what, if everything else isn't working, and this is an opportunity that I have not taken, I'm at least going to try. I'm at least going to move forward where I can. And I pitched it for the first time this week. Beautiful. And And how was it received? 
Like no matter what happens from the call, I have succeeded because to communicate what I'm doing and to have someone understand it is something that is new. So what I'm talking about is the ability to understand semiotics, which is visual messaging, structural messaging that is understood by a subconscious level. There's my anthropology and graphic design, but I'm using film because to me, film is a beautiful nexus point between, let's say an advertising campaign and culture. Mm-hmm. We think about culture, fish don't know they're wet. So, so many times people will take it offense, uh, be offended by it or feel threatened by it. When it's like, I'm not insulting the rain by observing that it's raining. But if someone's already upset, you cannot talk to them. So how do you communicate with them? Talk about movies. And that was my end point because movies are, oh, it's just a, a movie. It's not, but okay. Or at least you're not upset. We can go there. And that has been for the last 15 years, people have thought, oh, you just really care about film. No, I just needed an object model with a really, really dense set of data that wasn't going to cause deep inflamed feelings. So you're using movies, film as the vehicle, as the methodology, as something in there that people can latch onto and relate to and use, which is external from themselves? Yes, and peel back and begin to think about things with empathy, emotional intelligence, and critical thinking. Eventually, I will want to talk about culture. it's not like I'm not doing it, but for more professional settings, I definitely see that's where I'm headed. But people don't often, the issue, the reason why I started this project, people would look at my design and say, wow, it's so pretty. And I'm like, yes, but it's smart also. And then I'm getting into an argument with a professor or a mentor or a boss, and that's the wrong track to take if you want to succeed. So, How could I show them the intelligence behind the work? Mm -hmm. How could I do that? And this is how I found to do that. Talk about someone else's work and show how I think about it, show how it could be thought about, show how it could be approached. And um, the software is someone could upload their media and receive this sort of breakdown annotated sequence and see what's being communicated Do they want that? If yes, great, you are succeeding. If no, here's how you can fix that. Here's some different suggestions you can make. So it's what I've done with Puree Fantastico done in a different way. Sounds incredible. Sounds beautiful. And (laughs) so what is your plan to to launch? What's your plan for this year? Where's it going? Uh, Well, I'm collecting use cases right now so that I can prove the proof of concept. I'm seeking out investors so I can start really pushing it, pushing, pushing it uh, to filmmakers, AI technologists, advertising agencies, and small businesses. That is this year. That. Thank you. Hey, if anyone out there is an investor is looking for a cool, cool project that's going to change the world, hey, let's get you connected, right? Thank you. And honestly, um, during the call. She asked me, how does this work with other cultures? And my heart lit up because the truth is I'm only an expert in American culture. I Mm -hmm. say an expert because I'm American. 
my goal is to have cultural franchisees train them in the methodology so that they can do it for their own culture and begin that empathetic critical thinking um, as a child two three years old i wanted to learn every language and work at the un because i felt like if we could talk through our problems we couldn't there would be no need for war how i knew this at two years old i do not know um but i definitely feel as i run my business my inner child feels very proud because while it's not finish or tag log it's emotional language mm. it's communication and i just feel really really blessed to be able to do that wow jenny look this has been fantastic talk about your journey and what you're creating right now and the difference of what could happen with perceptions yes looking out for the good the right the opportunities rather than focus on the threats the negativity the because both are true both are true is in this you know choose your own adventure world you have chosen this path and it's it's amazing to listen to well there's two things i want to share with you because i don't know how much time we have left but um learning both anthropology and graphic design you learn about propaganda and you learn about advertising. And there is no one in this space using those tools and that method for empathetic good. And so when I quit my six figure job in an ad agency, cause I did a week before the financial crisis in 2008 because of planning, um, I was like tied for, they don't need the things that I can do. Small businesses, they need the things that I can do. And that's how I started. And the next thing I will share with you is if you've not seen the amazing classic of Monsters, Inc., their entire society, all of their energy is built on scaring children. At the end, they realize that making children laugh is not only better, it's more powerful and it's more sustainable. And it's like, yes, you get it. That's the answer. <laughs> because that's the answer. We could focus on pain points, but when I focus on aspirational moments, the work to get there is irrelevant because what you're gaining from that aspirational meeting is this is the life I've always wanted to live. The pain goes away mm. and that's the life that I live. I don't do pain points. I do aspirational moments. Love that. Beautiful. Jenny, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for sharing those amazing points. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for listening to me. I hope uh, it was beneficial. Hey, you're welcome. Um, look, if people want to get to know you or find you, wh where can they check you out? Purefantastico.com. Uh, I'm not, I'm a little busy for social media, but it's all at Purefantastico. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, and LinkedIn, I'm Jenny Ambrose. So super stuff. Well, everyone, check Jenny out and thanks again for your time. It's been, it's been incredible. Thank you so much. Hey Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Hmm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how 
our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.